This is Michelle McKenzie, and welcome to the WTF Podcast, where we demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. The luxury retail market will reach $297 billion by 2026, yet it has been massively underserved by technology providers. Luxury shoppers have even higher expectations for amazing omnichannel experiences than the average consumer, and XY Retail is the only platform uniquely meeting those needs. My guest is Suzanne Jeffers. Suzanne is an investor and founder and CEO of XY Retail, a new platform helping luxury retailers streamline and manage operations in-store and online as consumers return to in-person shopping post-pandemic, even while e-commerce continues to accelerate. In this episode, we'll discuss how XY Retail is optimizing the luxury retail market, her recent seed investment, and advice for women and BIPOC founders about fundraising and growing a high-growth company. Suzanne. Welcome to the WTF Podcast. Thank you, Michelle. Excited to be here. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. But this is your opportunity to talk to the listeners and tell them a little bit about you. So what's your story, Suzanne? (laughs) All right. This is Susan Jeffers. I'm the CEO of XY Retail. Um, I was born in India. I moved to the US, to Silicon Valley, when I was 16. And I went to uh, school in Silicon Valley. And for the last four years, I've been shuttling between New York and Italy because of my current startup. I love everything retail, fashion, and technology. And since I started the company, I've had the fortune, actually, to spend time with brands all the way from fabric mills uh, to the factories, with, with sales associates in the stores, with merchandisers in the back office, and with brand owners. XY Retail is about three and a half years old, you know, and I really got... I got the, the startup bug when I started my career in, in Silicon Valley. It was an incubator uh, called Plug and Play Technology uh, Center. And I extensively worked with and managed uh, uh, the relationships with over 50 startups and their founders. I guess, um, as you said, Michelle, multiples. I'm what we used to call uh, a serial entrepreneur. And XY is my third company. So prior to that, I was part of the founding team and are responsible for, I know you love marketing. So my my roots are, I'm rooted in digital marketing and a business development for a company called iStores. That was a venture-backed company at that time and was acquired by another company called The Find. And I also invest and advise several startups in both uh, the consumer retail and enterprise software space. So I'll take a start. Yes, that's a lot to digest. So like right now you're global, the world's your oyster. What is XY Retail and what is the problem that you're solving? This is just a perk. I would say traveling is a perk, but retail, I mean, uh, you know, if, if you look at it, retail is not what it used to be. While it's fundamentally about buying and selling, obviously, The customer journey is not the same as it was, you know, maybe 20, 25 years ago. You know, you just don't get into your car or go for a walk, go to the store and come back and get it done. Or, you know, just one click and I'm shopping. There's no clear cut path to purchase, right? As a consumer, I'm I'm shopping in Milan. I'm shopping in, in the Valley. I'm going to New York. I go buy online. I go to the store here. So for me, for as a customer, I don't see a channel. I don't see like siloed you know, the store or the, you know, online, 
But what I what do, what do we see as customers is we see a brand, right? We see the brand and we expect sort of a brand experience that's seamless, whether it's in the store, whether it's online, whether it's in mobile, or whether it's in a kiosk or a pop-up shop, right? So XY aims to be is, is that one platform that seamlessly connects your entire retail business and allows the brands to run their retail stores on their phones. So, you know, I mean, I'm on my phone all the time. I run my life on my phone. And so why don't I run my business or why don't I, I'm able to shop on the phone? So that's kind of what we are. We are a platform for brands so that customers can actually get out there and have a great shopping, seamless shopping experience. Well, it seems like you're more productive on your phone than most of us who are just scrolling TikTok and Instagram. I know you recently had a, a, a seed round. Tell me about your fundraising journey for XY Retail. And I know you've exited a company previously. So when you're done telling me about your recent seed round, maybe we can talk about that experience. Uh, sure. I mean, really, I would say my fundraising journey uh, started when I was 16, when I was in the Valley, right? It's just the, the immersion around and, and the system and, and the ecosystem rather of of just startups and VCs and, and how, you know, how it's all set up for success, for, for entrepreneurial success, right? So I think that really started when I was 16. I pretty much grew up in the Valley, I, I could say. And, and the Valley really taught me uh, uh, two things, right? And for me to be successful, and I think what every VC is looking for are for these two things. One is uh, solve a problem uh, that customers are willing to pay for and solve the problem that is not unique to a small set of customers. So it has a wide market, like a big market, right? You know, when I'm looking at, you know, what do I want to do and why I want to do it? So I, I love retail. Retail is dynamic. It is a very wide market. So pick the retail, build a platform for retail, which is, again, a massive undertaking. It's not something you wake up every day and think about. And, and then eventually find a customer who's willing to pay for it, Right. And that's really, I saw that as a breakout opportunity uh, where we then go and uh, look to raise capital. And so, you know, most people, and no offense to, you know, even some of the uh, Silicon Valley VCs who think that, uh, you know, shopping is just about one or two clicks and, and that's, you know, with a click a button and, and that's shopping. But it, it is a visceral experience with friends and family. And, and so we may, I made a bet uh, I made a bet that people will get out there. People are social. They want to go out and, and with their friends and family and shop. And that's the story I really took to the VCs and the brands. So for me, it was, you know, the customer and the VCs were almost, the story was the same. The storytelling was the same. And so, and you know what, I think that's what I'm seeing in the market today. And that's kind of the, you know, why I would say we are winning in the market or why we're getting all this interest is brands are looking for that kind of platform where they can have their customers to get out there and have these experiences. So that's the story really I took to, that's the bet we made. And that's the story we took to the VCs. And, uh, you know, I obviously, I won't say that it happened in the first go, first instance. We all have our stories about how it takes time to get your pitch straight and how you get, get your hair straight or, you know, or so just <laughs> sometimes it could be anything that, you know, so, but I was lucky enough to find Monta Vista and Monta Vista to come in as a lead. And that's, I think, you know, just being in the Valley, another lesson per se is just get, try to hone in, hone on your lead early and then the rest will just follow. So 
that's really and you know then then we got some follow on investors and some private investors who understood the space and who had the passion for you know what i was doing who shared the you know same passion for what i'm do- what i'm doing i'm speaking with suzanne jeffers ceo and founder of xy retail suzanne how was your funding experience with xy different or similar to your previous venture the only thing i noticed is uh you know a lot of the retail startups which focus on have a physical retail component we obviously have e-commerce as well but we are very strong on on the store transformation and pos side of things and so most of the the if you look at the historically for the last 10 15 years of uh funding from the valley that's gone they've all gone into a digital right it's always been digital and that's kind of why there's not been that much innovation on the retail side you're still seeing very old players from you know i was doing the deck from 70s 80s and 90s and so there's very few investors willing to take a chance on the physical retail side so that's been you know my in terms of my challenge in terms of, of the opportunity is because there hasn't been that much funding or investment in retail i think now people are realizing that there's a lot of you know brands are looking at you know after covid especially they are looking to transform uh, you know to digitally transform their stores essentially so there's a lot of opportunity and you just have to find the right investor i think who understands that story who understands that space and so th- there's opportunity because then i know exactly who those investors are so i have a very targeted message and in in terms of the differences between the current one and the previous one i mean i would say just say experience i think market uh, was was hot even earlier there's there's ups and downs but i think it was just my experience was different and you know i feel now i'm better equipped to raise money even than i was before but i think i'm better equipped today that's a nice lead into my next question so how much have you raised so far for xy and what are five insights or key pieces of advice that you would share with other founders based on your fundraising experience particularly by pak founders i think one of those things will be you know uh, one of the lessons i think based on uh, so the total i raised about 4 4 million it's a 4 million round and it, it was interesting initially where you know we went from investors who just did not want to do anything in retail to actually investing in the company so that was quite a pivot in you know two meetings how how did you bring them from the other side to your side what do you think it was that convinced them what was the secret sauce what did you tell them i think the product i just you know i i don't given the uh, you know the product that we have today in the market i actually don't you know i don't do much slide work i obviously have a couple of slides which we have to talk about the company and the team and the architecture and the financials and stuff like that but beyond that if there's any questions i just start to open up the uh, i show them the product and the product literally speaks for them for itself you know i i let the product do the selling so that's really uh, what changed people's minds is when they saw the product and they just couldn't believe their eyes that a team our size could build a product so wide and so deep and that's so what the first I- insight that let the product speak for itself so make the product so good so enticing that it speaks for itself what's insight number 2 again you know i think going back to the two points i mentioned earlier solve a problem that our customers are willing to pay for 
So you got to find a customer early. You can never, I think one of the entrepreneurs I'd met long time ago said you can never have, find a customer too soon. So get a customer early, fail early, fail cheaply, but get a customer early. You may lose that customer, which is fine, but you learn reality versus being two guys in a garage. So that would be, you know, solve something. And, and if somebody's willing to pay, I just ask everybody, when was the last time anybody took out a dollar out of their wallet and gave it to you, you know, just just because they felt like it. So it, it's really, it's there is something to be said. It's a, it's a huge milestone to cross uh, to get a customer to pay for what you're building. And that's what we do. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? I want to create something of value. So, you know, find a customer early and then, you know, find a large market, I think, because then you have many opportunities to fail, right? And, and in the startup world, you will fail a lot. But if you don't fail, as Edison would say, if you don't fail, you don't, you're not trying. So are you going to find a big market? But in terms of fundraising specifically, I think then, then it's, you know, I, I have these five things that I always talk about is like be knowledgeable. So understand, <laughs> do your research, man, do your research be fun, like have fun doing it because it can be a grueling, grueling, grueling process, right? I mean, it's a, you have to be on your, your A game, your top peak performance at all times. Be savvy, you know, build connections, build champions that you can uh, tap onto during the fundraising process, right? You'll need references and, and stuff like that. Be shameless, right? So uh, leave, leave the guilt at like leave the guilt at home. Uh, I think raising money is tough, right? Raising capital is not easy. So make sure, you know, take a break every once in a while. I mean, it's not easy. Believe me, I know that. But most importantly, like be, uh, you have to be clear, concise, and very to the point with your, uh, with your VCs. No, that's part of be shameless. So you have to ask for what you want very clearly. So what your ask is, is very important. So you have to be shameless because especially as women, I think we are not used to asking for what we want. And so that kind of, I think, hinders us in fundraising because, you know, we, we're not very clear on what we want. So be shameless in asking for what you want, even if it's $2 million, $20 million, it doesn't matter. And be unwilling to sort of compromise on what your principles are or what you can or cannot do. And the fifth thing is, you know, be brave, right? So know where you're coming from, know your worth, be confident, right? Be brave, be confident. And, you know, I, I always feel like some days, there's days where I feel like I'm the queen of the South. Then the next day, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach my lunch. So, so you have to, you know, you have to have some, uh, I don't know if I can say it, but, you know, you have to be brave. Great. Go for it. <laughs> you have to have the cojones for it. So, uh, yeah, it's not for the weak of heart. You know, fundraising is definitely not for the weak of heart. So those really, I think, but if you have the overall saying, I have the right product, I have the right market, and I have a customer to pay for it, then, you know, then it's all kind of gravy after that. Let's recap those five again okay. real quick. Year five. Be knowledgeable. One, right? Be knowledgeable. Be Two, fun. Have fun. Have fun. Be savvy. Right? Be savvy. Yeah. Be shameless. Be shameless. Let's stop on be shameless for a little bit, because I think you're right. A lot of us women in particular have issues with that part. I know I have issues with that part myself about putting myself out there, the fear of rejection, all of, of those things. Any advice for how to move past that and become as shameless as possible in a good way? Shameless, not scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. 
So I'll give you an example of this. I think you have, have, have a sense of humor in life, right? I mean, I had uh, one of my investors, I met him for uh, breakfast. He's, I don't know if he's going to kill me for this, but I'm going to say it anyways. So we met for brunch and he was like, you know, Susan, you're a nugget, you know, you're a nugget. So I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like out of the blue, you just come out and say, I'm a nugget. So uh, he was like, you're, you know, you're a woman, you're Indian, you're some minority women. And, you know, but, but most importantly, you are doing something and you're doing something massive. You're running an enterprise startup, you know, you're doing a platform, an enterprise startup platform. And, and most Indian and especially Indian women, uh, they, they come in uh, much later in the, the life cycle of the company, right? So when, when it's growth, it's past growth stage, that's when you bring, you know, an Indian found person, an Indian woman to take care, like Vimeo and stuff like that, right? But there's very few Indian women who are, who are uh, you know, founders of enterprise platform companies or enterprise technology companies. So I just said, you mean a golden nugget? You know what I mean? So I said, listen, I want to ring the bell, Roger. <laughs> so I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I shouldn't have got his name, but yeah. I, I want to ring the bell, you know, so that's kind of the goal I have. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I may ring the bell, I may not ring the bell, but it's something he knows now that I want to do, right? So, and I want for that, I need to raise capital. I need to have a good team. I, I want, I need a good product. I, so, you know, I hold my engineering team accountable. I hold my investors accountable. I hold my marketing team uh, accountable. So I think... We just have to step outside of ourselves and just not overthink this thing, you know, just be yourself and focus on the goal. I think we just lose sight. We become, we become very detail oriented and we, we forget about the goal. And so if you focus on the goal, I think then, you know, you start to cross those barriers. I think you skipped ahead into the next question I had for you, but that's okay. You're just going to have to come up with some more advice. So before we move on to that next question, Recap, what was number five again after being shameless? Recap, uh, be brave. Be, be brave. brave. Yeah, be, be brave. brave. And I think yeah. there's a connection between those two, being because sh- you have to be brave to be shameless. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But it's just I, what I meant was, you know, know your worth, right? Know your self-worth. Yeah. I think confidence and self-confidence is, a, again, another Another thing, you know, even for me personally, it's, it took me some time to even get past that, right? To, to get on a podcast even, right? Uh, so with that being said, Suzanne, what advice would you like to share with women of color in the retail and tech innovation space about fundraising and growing a high growth business? Yes. So I think, again, you know, being, being a woman, I think we feel like we're superhuman, and we think we can do everything by ourselves. And that well, the flip be- side of that is that we don't think we can do any of the things that we actually can do. Yes, that too. That too. Yes, yes. So th- that's a self-confidence part of it. But even that, I think if we look at we we think we can do a lot. I'm talking in, in the sense of the fundraising sense, right? We're saying we're going to bootstrap. And that's what I, I did, right? I bootstrapped the company for the first three years. But I had very clear rationale and I always wanted to raise money. So it was just, I needed that customer. But, you know, even though initially it may seem sometimes like a good idea, not all businesses you can bootstrap, right? So it may seem that you can bootstrap your business initially, but at the same time, you have to pursue funding. So you have to get out there and meet people. 
And even though it's a grueling process and sometimes it brings you down and, you know, it, it does hit your confidence levels, it's frustrating. I think it is an important step to just get out and meet with uh, investors and just start socializing your idea. And maybe you will even find out that you could pitch it better. You can maybe even do something on your product side where, so you have to pursue funding. Uh, you know, don't just focus on bootstrapping and don't focus on doing everything yourself. Get the funding, build a team and go after the opportunity, right? So even if sometimes it's a lower valuation, I think it's worth it because that gets you the help you need, right? Versus just doing everything yourself. So I think that is a big, big part of what I would like to tell, especially women uh, founders who are looking to raise capital. And then the second thing is just get, get out there, you know, just get out there. I'm telling that to myself as well, is just get out there. You know, be more shameless, Suzanne. Be more shameless. Wake up today be and be shameless. shameless. Exactly. Be shameless be and be brave. Yes. Yes. So that's really, you know, and, and start to meet people in, in the industry and socialize your ideas. I think that's the single biggest thing is just socializing your ideas before you invest too, too far into it. I think that's, uh, you know, otherwise you go, to, go out too far and you realize that it's, it's not investable. And that is a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to deal with. Susan, this has been great. Thank you so much for stopping by the WTF podcast. Is there anything that you would like to tell the listeners about where to find you, where to follow you on socials, <laughs> where, you know, anything that you want them to know about you and what you're building with XY? Yeah, I mean, they can obviously go uh, check out the website uh, at www.xyretail.com. And you can always find me on Twitter at S Jeffers. So capital S J E F F E R S. And that's usually my, my medium. <laughs> that's your go-to medium. Yes. Wonderful. Suzanne, it was great having you on. And to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Suzanne and you had some great takeaways that you can apply immediately. For me, I know it's number four and five. <laughs> be shameless and be brave. Those are the things that I'm working on. Hopefully some of the other list of things resonated with you and you can take immediate action to start working on those things as you're on your fundraising journey to fundraise and grow your business. Join me next Friday for a new episode on the Alive Podcast Network and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Now, subscribing and reviewing and rating the episodes are really important so that other people can find them and get access to this great content. So, you know, sharing is caring. Don't keep good content to yourself. Follow the podcast on Instagram at where's the funding underscore podcast and follow me, your host, Michelle J. McKenzie on LinkedIn. Join me next Friday for the next episode.